Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Itch girls. We the itch girls. I got Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch girl. Make you move your hips while sipping gin, girl. Make you bounce your tits like it's a jig, girl. Like boom. Welcome back, gals. Hey. Oh, it's a gal. <laughs> oh. Okay, so we're going to jump right into it. We were yeah. saying, we were talking just there, being like, okay, so we need an intro, and then we we're like, how about we just jump right into it? And now I feel like YouTube were like, hey, you guys, we're going to jump right into it. But first, I want to say a big thank you to our sponsors over at Outsider. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I love to say a big thanks. This episode is brought to you by Outsider. The fruitiest, tartiest. Tartiest. I really want to bring that word back, you tart. The fruitiest, tartiest cider out there with, by the way, every time I'm holding a can of Outsider, I look at that fucking can. It's stunning. The packaging. James Early. I know. What a a freaking indie. He is indie as fuck. It's chic AF. He's a graffiti artiste and he is designing the cans. The cans look chic. Like, you're holding that can. Yeah. It's not like a freaking gross, golden, uh, gross can with horrible font. It's It's like matte and stuff. Matte. It's like silver. So, I mean, and then what's inside, it's even better if I do say it's all myself. It's like we invented it. Yeah. We were there for the apple tasting, but... um, (laughs) We grew the apples. Yeah. We did. We heard it here first, but go... Fucking drink outsider, guys. It's the best fucking outsider. So right many there. of you already are, so keep on supping. Sup responsibly. Yeah. So keep it keep it response, keep, keep it, it keep it legal and keep it chic. Yes, because there's nothing worse than being No. We don't want to like, go there. No, we we just want to be responsible and chic. There's just no point. You can have your few freaking drinks and wake up still feeling fresh. Hell yeah. Yeah. Not no. going overboard. There's no point. So right now we're going to jump right into it. Um, right we're doing that. our monthly Q&A. As always, if you guys want to be featured on one of our Q&As, uh, email us or Tumblr us. It's itgalspodcast at gmail. And Tumblr is itgalspodcast. You can ask us anonymously. Yes. So basically, if yeah, you can ask us anom- anonymously. <laughs> And when we're answering the questions, we always kind of yeah. twist them a little bit so that you're not going to be recognised. Yeah, we always keep it. Shit. It's always anonymous, guys. Um, but, you know, if you do write into us, just know that you might be featured. Yeah, <laughs> it's in our own special way. Because, yeah. yeah, we wouldn't be, what's the word? Sensitive gals? Yeah, well, we like don't molly coddle our listeners, put it that way. True. So yeah. we think that if, you, if you're, you know brave enough and you know raw and vulnerable enough to write in to us for advice we're in a, we do an advice column on our podcast and you're going to get our advice you're not going to get like the perfect you know pc it's like i just put our, we well i don't know about you lynn's but i put myself in the position of being the friend hearing that from a friend and i'm like what would i tell if you gave me that problem what would i tell you yeah you know? totally and i do the same and poor example like last week when i had to tell you that thing mm. You know, I was like, oh, Jenny's going to go crazy. <laughs> but it's good to, like, 
there's no point. Like, so I have a few friends who I tell something to. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, but, like, maybe he's just, like, really kind of blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, giving the best possible... You know, making shit up and yeah. not being too... Like, you need sometimes real harsh advice. Yeah. Like, tough freaking... Well, um, it's not really tough love. It's, it's just it's like... reality. Yeah. And we, that's what we like, want to give you guys because we think that you're grown-ass women who know what the fuck you're doing. And, and it's the only advice that actually helps from our experience. Mm-hmm. Because, like, it's like this kind of shit. Like, if a girl's like, okay, my boyfriend cheated. What should I do? He says he really loves me. Oh, my God. He said he's so sorry. It's kind of like... You know, I find a lot of girls would be like, yeah, well, like, I mean, maybe he's so scared to get in a big relationship because he's so fucking in love with you. Yeah. And, like, all he wants is, like, you. you. But, like, he did fuck someone else because he's, like, literally petrified. He's because he knows that, like, you and him are going to end up together forever. So, like, like that kind of shite that girls do. It just do, doesn't help you, unfortunately. It doesn't help you and it messes up your head because yeah. you're trying to, like... You believe a lie and then you run into the fecker and you're like, look, I know that why you did that is because you love me and that I'm the one for you and you just realise that it was too perfect too soon and the fella's like... Uh, sure, yeah. You were, Does that mean I can do it again? Yeah. <laughs> So, like, we're going to give you we're going to give you our own advice and our advice is always, you know, delivered with a smile, shall we say. <laughs> yeah. Um so before we get into the main Q&A section, we did get one question that we're going to use just for the little intro part because we don't have any direct experience with it, but we thought it was an interesting kind of like situation. So, mm-hmm. to paraphrase, a girl basically wrote in being like asking us to give advice on office romances, like you fancy someone in the office, do you make the move? Do you you know, excuse the term, but do you shit where you eat? You know, yeah. like, do you, do you do that? Like, do you, you know, you fancy them? And then do you fancy them? Is it just because you're around them all the time? What do you think, Lindsay? Well, I think it's kind of like office romances or, you know, say, like, I think what the woman is kind of asking is like, okay, if you're in, like, a situation where you're with the same people, like, every single day. Yeah. Like, and you start fancying one, but you know you're going to be seeing them every day. If you start, if you get with them, or if you start texting them, like, it, it does affect your everyday mm. life. So, it's the kind of, sorry, there's kids outside the freaking gaff. Background noise brought to you yeah. by Port Marnock's Finest. We're just on the street. <laughs> um, Women of the street. Women of the street. But, um, yeah, so it's kind of, I think she was kind of like, oh, do I go for it or do I not? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like... You can say that about anything. Yeah. I can say that about any relationship. Yeah. Like, if it's a friend, if it's a, like, especially in Ireland, everyone somehow is threaded back to something. Totally. I was talking about it in work the other day, like, a girl to me, um, a girl I work with, she's fucking gas. She was telling me, she was like, for a while, I was related to Heidi Klum. (laughs) I was like, what? She was like, she was married to her married in great uncle or some random shit in the 90s yeah. she was like so there's a period of like a, a year or two where I was related to Heidi Klum and so I'm, I'm basically and I was like you're a fucking model bitch <laughs> but then she was like oh I do believe in the whole um six degrees of separation and I was like except for in Dublin it's three like yeah. in Dublin it's like six degrees mm. like no. no like in Dublin it's like oh you know her yeah there's one degree there, there's no <laughs> like yeah like you honestly no one is safe yeah so in relationships especially like I mean I remember when I got with Michael first it was like you know it's like I've mentioned some girls and he'd be like oh yeah I slept with her you just have to be cool with that in Dublin that you're like yeah. you've probably been with a load of people that I know there's no and it's actually weirder if you meet someone and you're yeah. like do you know this person and do you know like, this no. like no I've never heard of them you're like, you're like okay. are you even fucking indie bro yeah exactly <laughs> where the fuck do you dream bro? do you not hang out man on Seth Williams yeah, did you just like stay in your mom's box room for the entire <laughs> of your life and then find me 
well done. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what we're trying to say is that, like, that whole thing of, like, do I make the move in work because we hang out all the time, we have loads of friends in common... In general, in a lot of situations, I'd say, because, you know, even in bigger cities like New York or London, you're still in little groups and cliques, you know, that Mm -hmm. way where, like, everyone knows everyone or whatever else. Um, So there is that. And the thing is, is, like, a lot of romances, genuine romances, probably are born out of the office. Because as this girl is saying, you're spending a lot of time with them. So you're getting to know someone kind of at an accelerated rate. Because Mm. when you're hanging out with a fella first, you're probably seeing him for a couple of hours once a week. Yeah. When you're hanging out with someone at work, you're with them 37 hours a week, all day, every day. The thing about that, and I know this not from my own personal experience, but from my friends and Sissy's experience, (laughs) is sometimes you can be in a workspace Mm. and you're obviously with the people for such a huge amount of time but then you might not know their home space Mm. so like obviously I find people who work in say an open office they have these great connections because they know all the same people they're talking about the office drama like she's a bitch oh my god did you see he got fired all this crazy office like conversation politics yeah Yeah. and then you kind of I think that gives it like a false closeness yeah and then like you're in the real world and you're like Oh. Do we even know each other? Yeah, or do we actually have anything in common? Yeah. Like, because you can feel really connected with that, having that big thing in common. Totally. But, like, I know, like, my friend went out with a guy that she met in her um, call centre, and, like, she thought he was great in the office, and they would love chatting about all the office shit, but then their actual home lives were so different. Mm. And over time, she kind of realised, like, we have nothing in common bar the frickin' office. Yeah, which is depressing, I Yeah. Like, I think it's different as well. Like, say, for example, if it depends on the work. Like, if you're in a call centre or whatever, like, sometimes it isn't something that you've, like, worked up to be in and it's just a kind yeah, of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you're working in something that you're really, really passionate about, I'd say you'd have more in common with the people who you're working with. Yeah, totally, yeah. And, and like, the thing is, is, like, I think you can build a genuine connection, but, like... It is, we were talking about it earlier, you just, like with any relationship, to be honest, you have to accept the risk of it blowing up in your face and then having the yeah. awkward situation that you work with your ex. Because it's just part of the bargain, right? It's like... A hu- it is pretty huge It's risk. big. It's a big like, risk. Like, I'm sure people... Because then everyone in the office would know as well. Because, like... And also, that's what I always think about the office romance. It mm. must be so... Because, like, obviously what happens is, like, you score on a few work nights out yeah. and mm. rumours flying around. Oh, do you hear Jenny I'm got off with John? Yeah. Like, oh, I think Jenny scored John last mm. Oh, who knows? And then you have to kind of make it official then in the workplace if you actually start dating. You're like, yeah. no, we're together. And then everyone's like, oh, they're a couple. And then when you break up, it's like... You've to then, then you announce the it, drama. yeah, and you have to announce it to the whole, basically the whole world. Be like, we're not together anymore, because mm. otherwise they're just going to be like thinking you are. And also, like I think sometimes, say if because I find from what I've heard of office kind of drama or office romance and stuff like that, a lot of the time it starts off secretive, yeah, which can be a real like lure into this. Like it can be a real like excitement, and you totally. can like ignore other things about the relationship and just be focusing yeah. on the excitement Ooh, of like. Oh, do you think they know? Yeah, because like um, some offices might have, I think some offices yeah, have kind of, you, you can't be mm. dating in the workroom because mm. I guess it does cause fucking drama, like, mm. you know, that way. Yeah. So, personally, I would just, I and I also understand that when you're in an office, if you're like, your work isn't, you know, that thrilling or mm. exhilarating, that it is fun to kind of like, really, what's the word, like, 
exaggerate your feelings for yeah. someone. Like if and you're kind of fancying this guy. Like I love an office fancy. Yeah. And it's really fun to like, me and you are such dreamers. Like we'd be freaking <laughs> sitting in our office and this guy would be over there like being so quiet. And mm. like, oh my God, imagine if like he wasn't quiet and he only loved me and like he yeah. only talk it up to me. And it's then, like, like I do know that he like fucking looked at me the other day, like in a meeting. Yeah. And like, we made eyes. Like, I'm just saying. Like, you literally have the photocopier. Yeah. He was, like, my arm. And I was like, oh, oh. Like, he reached for the paper and he grazed my leg. And, like, yeah. I know what he was saying. So, like, I grazed his hand. And it was insane. It was electric. So, like, there are... An office fancy is deadly, but I guess... It, if it's a reciprocated, which rarely is for me, um, mm-hmm. then it is that kind of awkward thing of like, okay, we, are we going to do this shit? I don't know if I would do it, but I also understand that like when you're in the position, sometimes you're like, I have to follow my heart. Yeah. I get it. Like, yeah, definitely. But I think I'd be wary, more wary because I'm like, let's make sure the risk is worth it, basically. Like, what I would do, my um, advice in that is if you're, Say if you've kissed each other on a work night out or whatever, I would have it removed from, like, the work people. Yeah. And the work, like, everything revolved around work. Like, if I kissed a guy that I was working with at a work do, I would then maybe, for, after a few hangouts, be like, let's hang out with your friends. Or, like, yeah. and see if they... See just, their actual life yeah, outside of work. If, like, if you actually have stuff in common, and I think you can find out a lot about a person through their friends totally you know yeah I'm seeing what their life is because like you know everyone when you're in like a work like friendship or like a group of friends in work mm. it's really hard to then realise like oh yeah you've got your own life and then like you can like someone can make a portrayal of themselves of how they are in work like they're like the cool mm. guy or whatever and then you go and see his actual life and he might be like you know it could be good he could be like really close to his mom like yeah, who knows but like it's, it's nice to that. kind of see their private sector yeah, like to actually see who they mm. are, and because you know when you're getting to know someone in work, you're not really like, where did you go to school? You know, you're not really finding out those things. You're kind of skipping all that and just like bitching. And a lot of yeah, bitching, which kind of does bond work, you. Yeah, it does. And a lot of time in work as well, I think you can kind of like behind, like it's just like it's. Say you're in a workplace and you mm-hmm. have, you know, sometimes you have like this gang and you're yeah. all working together and you're getting on really well. Over time, like people leave jobs. Totally. And, like, you know, that can't be your like group because it's kind of unattainable because, yeah. you know, you'll be like, oh, we'll still stay mates, but like. It's ephemeral, you know, it just it can dissolve yeah. very quickly. Like that's kind of happening in my job right now to be mm. honest like as I'm changing jobs soon and they're all going to fall apart without me no I'm joking <laughs> um, but like you know some other people have left like we had kind of like a group of friends and then like you know one guy put left and then there's mm. someone else leaving and now I'm leaving soon and it does kind of it's then a bit like eggshells and then is. there's one person left or two people left who are like oh they have to grow, find another group and then you know what I mean mm. so it's like it is kind of Fragile because you do feel like that sometimes if you get into a job and there's a cool gang and stuff and you're going out like having after work drinks, you yeah. can feel like, Whoa, I have this ready made group, yeah. And I fancy a guy, we have like we both are like seeing each other and we both have mutual friends, mm-hmm. but it's just kind of unattainable because mm. it's in the workplace. Mm. So I think like definitely separate it, hang out with their friends, like don't just be lured into the whole like office realm of like whoa yeah I am a working woman and yeah. I have this amazing friend and, amazing and I think you also kind of have to like if you are kind of deciding okay we're going to go down the route of like boyfriend and girlfriend in work I think you both kind of have to almost because you're in an unusual situation right so you kind of have to like plan how you're going to deal with it you know like are we going to be 
PDA in, in work? Are we going to sit beside each other in work? You know, you mm. might have to be kind of like have your boundaries within the workplace. You know, that way, like, yeah, as yeah. in, like, when we're in work, like, especially because, like, there are some instances where, say, like, the girl might be the guy's boss or the other way around. So there's like a weird power play, and then you can't yeah. be bringing the workplace to the bathroom and all of that, that kind of stuff. As well, where like um, a girl could be going out with like you know someone who's higher up, yeah. and then he's kind of letting her get away, like letting her exactly, off early, yeah, letting her have her sick days. Yeah. So you kind of want to have that thing stuff. of like your boundaries, where it's like when we're in work were work colleagues yeah. who might be dating but like we don't like that and it's obviously always there's always going to be a bit of a kind of like I mean if your boss is your fella like yeah, or, if, be getting or, some benefits. or if you're your fella's boss you're going to be like grand stay home we'll work from home today love you know yeah, you yeah. probably unfortunately can't avoid but that but then you also will like if you're you know, of, that's just work politics. Like, yeah. you're going to be subjected to some people being like, it's fucking off, eh? It's yeah. Yeah, because everyone has favourites if they're dating or not, right? Yeah. Mm. But, you know, you might want to have that kind of talk where you're like, okay, there are certain things we won't even bring home from work. You know, yeah. that way, like, especially if you're mm. like, I don't know, living together, if it was more serious, like, yeah. you want to make sure that, like, you're not going home and you're bringing your work home with you because you need to have your own life. It's like what you were saying earlier. You need to have that separation of, like home and work mm. which could be harder you have to kind of maybe take that on that that's going to be harder to do if you're dating someone in work because you've got that in common so why would you it not would talk so about it it would be so hard not to talk about that like I love that like you know like it's freaking hard for us not to talk about our yeah podcasts. exactly yeah. exactly like whenever we're together we're like podcast 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 yeah you know? and like bouncing ideas around and totally. all that kind of stuff it's never totally removed yeah. from the conversation yeah you know? so you know you do have to think of that but I think it is one of those things that, like, YOLO at some point, because yeah. if you do have a connection with someone and it is, like, genuine... Yeah, like, that doesn't happen that often. Like, it doesn't. It. And, you know, you know this person really well, as I said. Like, you're hanging out with them all day, so, like, you might... You probably have a better idea of if you're going to get on a relationship than you would with a random or you meet in frickin' 21s. Yeah, or Tinder or whatever. If 21s, the club is even open anymore. Same I don't think it is. R.I.P. <laughs> oh, R.I.P. Fuck's sake, all the good ones are gone. I know. <laughs> but you know what I mean? So like, yeah. or on coppers or whatever. So I think it's it's an annoying one and it is a kind of like, <clears throat> it's a risk, but it's probably, especially if it's a job that you're not extremely invested in, like for enough, if you're working your way up in a law firm, you might want to think twice, you yeah, know, that way. True. Like, Or if it's something like that where it could get in the way of your job, if your job is that important to you. and But if you're working, like as I said, in a call centre or you're working in freaking retail or, you know, not that they're lesser good jobs, yeah. but if you're if it's not what you want to pursue as a full-time career or if yeah. you're not even, you know, you could even... If it's a really important job to you, yeah. then I would kind of maybe just focus on your job and your career. Yeah. But, and I mean, if it naturally happens, maybe yeah. you can't Yeah, sometimes you can't help. Sometimes you can't help yeah. it. You know, sometimes you are meant to be. And mm. yeah, there are plenty of really healthy relationships out there that were born from the nothing. Yeah, of course. There, of course there were, because, you know, since men and women were able to work together, yeah, like since the world graduated into modern society, yeah. I mean, that's going to happen, right? Yeah. I mean, Go you off. know. Hashtag guests in office job tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fab. Um, okay, so we're going to have the Q&A now, but first we're going to go into our Outsider Moment. Brought to you by Outsider, the best cider in the world. We were having... Who supports being an outsider. Supporting being, living your true freaking selves. And me and Lindsay mm-hmm. are just, uh, like, just unapologetically ourselves. ourselves always have been. Stop. Always have been. And bringing out the most in each other. And we were thinking of... The state of us. This is this is a more general one. Yeah, it's not like one night we did our, this. Our approach to 
karaoke. Basically, okay, so like say if I've been in this situation so many times where you're at karaoke, everyone's like drinking and just treating it as fun, treating it as a laugh, like choosing ridiculous songs. Fun night out with the lads. Yeah. Sweet Caroline. And I'm like, yeah, that's all well and good, but I'm getting up there and I'm singing freaking... Oh, I give my oh, 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 shut up! Yeah. I'm singing. To I'm, a, I'm literally in the corner like me, 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 yeah. me, me. Lindsay, give me a B flat. Me, 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 yes, me, me, yes, me, yes. me. Yes, and tone it down from your diaphragm. Yeah, okay. From your diaphragm. <gasps> <gasps> Doing breathing exercises. <laughs> and getting up there and being like, this is my moment. Like, I'm like, freaking... hi, this is uh, Lauren Hill. She wrote the song, giving a brief history yeah. of the song to get everyone in the emotion. Sit and down, then... dim the lights, please. Yeah, and please no talking. If, if This respect. is called Zion. It's about her, she found out she's pregnant mm-hmm. and it was going to mm-hmm. impact her career. Something... Yeah. <laughs> now the world, like literally. Yeah. So serious. And people pretend to hate it, but they love it. And then, like, you're getting, like, you're finally finished, and you're like, like, you did the big, like, <laughs> thank you. Thank Sitting down and waiting for people to be like, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, where were you hiding? Are you serious? Where? They're like, well done, fair play, Jenny. Brilliant. They're like, ah, oh, you're a your friend. Set a pipe on you anyway, so come here, who's getting it? Who's it's doing like, us then? It's like, <laughs> did you? You guys should have paid for that. Like that would have got me through to the freaking judges' houses. Yeah, I, or I'm usually waiting for the uh, record label person to come. Yeah, to be like, listen, okay, you can have sing. you ever thought about doing this professionally? <laughs> <laughs> listen, you know you can sing. Can you enter the workforce? Yeah. Can you do the business? Look, straight to China, you'd be huge out there. Yeah. Freaking no. I've Doesn't got happen. an opening. Los Angeles. I've got a penthouse apartment looking for someone else. <laughs> You're going to hit yeah, the club. The top producers. Stop. <laughs> whatever. You're going to be working a lot. <laughs> so it's so fun when everyone else, like, because I always see that, like, some people find, most people find karaoke fun when they're just joking. Yeah. Singing like I that. I like no. it to be the X Factor. Yeah. I like to actually go for it. And we were thinking of going for my birthday soon. Yes. And we will be the pipes of Dublin yeah we'll be snapped out in the whole all thing. your dogs will be woo yes. oh my goodness they'll be yeah. shook like, who's singing who's singing yeah I'm go- I always sing like totally not karaoke songs like freaking yeah me too Edna James yeah yeah rhyme me a rhythm yeah like you is this my god I can barely hear myself <laughs> where are my in-ears we must near it Okay, so that's our outsider moment moment brought to you by Outside the Best Cider in the World. Tell us your fucking outsider moments because it's so fun to just be when everyone else is not being. And we want to start featuring a few more of you guys in here um, because it's fucking gas, to be honest. So now. Your long-awaited Q and fucking A, as we said before. If you want to send us questions, you can go to itgalspodcast.tumblr.com. Uh-huh. Click the Ask button, and if, you don't ha- if you're not logged into Tumblr, if you don't have Tumblr, it'll automatically go anonymously. Um, so you just send it in there, or you can send it on email, uh, either one you want. But as I, I actually said it on our Instagram story a while ago, I think it's good to say it here as well. <clears throat> we actually get so many emails these days, it's kind of getting impossible for us to respond one-to-one mm. to people. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you want 
anything when we say like send us in stuff we would like nothing more than to be able to obviously reply to you guys one by one but it's just kind of impossible for us at the moment so um, the ones that we read out will always be kind of ones that are more applicable to many so not so much like very individual ones it's hard for us to feature because there's other people's names being involved and all that yeah, kind of shit yeah and they're totally like what's the word like if individual to that kind of situation almost yeah so like if we shared it you'd all you know, no, yeah, it was just, it it's not tricky. fair. So um, let us know. As I said, give us an email. Uh, we always keep it anonymous and give us a Tumblr message. Lindsay Hamilton. Hello. Question number uno. Okay, number I'm going to start with this one. That we got. We got all these in Tumblr. Um, we see Tumblr has like a word count. So they're really short and snappy and quick. So it's great to answer on the podcast. Yeah. So we thought this one was interesting. Hey guys, I need advice. I have a boyfriend. I have a boyfriend for over a year now and he treats me so well. He's so nice and I love him. I'm up in college Monday to Friday and I'm sexually attracted to another guy in college. I want to get with him so bad, but I don't want to break it off with my boyfriend and I don't want to hurt him because he's done nothing wrong. I only see my boyfriend on weekends and it's so hard on nights out in college to contain myself around this guy. Advice four question marks. This girl needs advice. She does. We this girl. It. Oh, girl. Okay, you go first then, Henny Suckle. Oh, I actually kind of know this situation now. I hated my boyfriend, but I had started college and I was kind of like, I kind of, I had this boyfriend during school or whatever. He's the ex I always talk about because I've only really had two like serious relationships. <clears throat> and I kind of was hating him. Like, towards the end of my leaving certain stuff. And, oh, I just wasn't into him. Like, he got into a fucking fight with my friend at my dad's. Like, my dad's... My friend fucking punched him. Oh, he was... He was just a toxic arsehole, basically, right? And, um... So I was just like, fuck, okay. And I... Because I had always gone out with him since I was, like, 16 or 17. You just kind of accept it for some reason. Like, you're like, that's my boyfriend. (laughs) Yeah. You just kind of don't question it and I was starting to question it but I was kind of like oh I'd never really broken up with someone I just didn't know what to do and then I started college and it was like a whole new world a magic place of dicks and geese like I was like oh my god there are rides everywhere like there was fucking 24 year olds bopping around I was like oh my god South Side of Rides like the fash the fash the fucking accents love them yeah yeah I know they feel dirty riding a North Sider (laughs) 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 so I was like you know I then kind of slipped into this kind of like, it is taking the kind of easy route of like having your fella keeping it completely separate from college and yoloing through college, being like, I can flirt with you, kiss you, like get back to your house. Ah." So you kiss guys. Yeah, like I was with guys. Yeah. I got like two guys while I was with I really wanted to break up with him but I just I don't know I was a coward uh, yeah. and also I mean there was other situations in the relationship that were, had me nervous to break up with them I tried a few times and it, I was refused so um, but I it, it still is a kind of like there are moments in your life where these type of things will happen and I think it is a big thing like we were talking about earlier when you go to college and all of a sudden it is that whole new world where you're like hold on, mm. I am not limited to the feckers in the school across the road from me anymore. Yeah. There are thousands of rides here. And obviously this girl, if she's saying that she's up in college, like she's in college away from home. Yeah. So maybe she's like... So like, if you've been, like, say, living in Mayo for your whole life and there's only three rides in the whole town or whatever, yeah. and then you're going up to college and there's 
so much more hot guys like it's mm. it's like even just newness like you know it's like it's just that yeah. kind of like you kind of do want to have that, that have different backgrounds yeah. and like like to be honest it's not and this isn't you know a personal opinion but I, I do think it's true it's not a great idea to like I mean obviously you might go into it that's you know whatever but like keeping your high school or secondary school boyfriend in your first year of college it rarely works out because one person is especially well, sometimes it does sometimes it does sometimes but I knew a couple who they were together right <clears throat> before first year of college spent all of college together and broke up two years after so they went through their whole college lives mm. dating their high school person which they didn't even end up staying with yeah. they ended up breaking up anyway and I just think it is a really nice thing college is such a, a good fresh start and you are kind of living way more like an adult and you're you're around people who usually have similar interests because they at least chose the same course as you you know in school mm. it's way more of a random bag of everyone's just in school right so I think it is like you know if you're second guessing it is what I mostly mean like if you are kind of in that position of like oh my boyfriend right now is not seeming that great I'm like you maybe you want that freedom and be single you know that way yeah yeah, I think college is such a great place to be single. And yeah. it's not a great place if you have a boyfriend. No. Especially a boyfriend who isn't going to college with you. Like, fair enough having a boyfriend yeah, in college in is college, whatever. Yeah. But, like, a boyfriend who's not even in the college. I just think it's a telltale sign if you're, like, as you said, you find it hard to resist this other dude and you're out. You fancy this new guy. And you're stopping yourself for him, but, like... I don't know. Sometimes I would think that maybe that could grow into resentment. Then. Totally, totally. Like if he's, like, you're not staying with someone when you're younger. Anyway, when you're yeah. in college and stuff, you're not staying with someone because they're like nice and they treat you well. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, you should. But like, I just find like that's the kind of thing you look for when you're a bit older. Like, all right, yeah. you look for like a really nice guy who like you both treat each other fairly and well and with respect. When you're in college. It's a bit more surface level. Yeah, you're just a bit more like experimenting, yeah. And, like, yeah, fancying guys and like getting to know yeah. different ki- types of people and all that kind of stuff. So, advice would be: I would love if I was in your situation. I think I'm. I think people have done this before, which I think is really cool and healthy. Where they would be like, have had boyfriends in school, and then they're going into college, and they kind of. It can happen a lot of time if people are moving away for yeah. you stuff like that. Where they're like, look, you enjoy your college experience. I'm, like, not in that, whatever. You enjoy it, and then we'll regroup afterwards. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's like, if it's meant to happen, it will happen, you know? Like, mm. me and Michael did that when I moved to New York. You know, mm. it was just kind of like, I didn't want to do a long-distance bollocks, neither did he. I didn't want anyone waiting at home for me. I didn't want to be, like, hooked to the computer, Skyping and everything. And what do you think, like... If it had been that, like, you wanted to go off and just, like, not do the long distance and, like, regroup if you regrouped, but what would it have been like if he was like, well, I do want to do the long distance? I don't want us to be, like, seeing other people. Yeah, I don't know. The mindset that I was in then, I really wanted to be single in New York, so I don't think I would have... Like I, we always say about our outsider moments, like, if you... Clearly, this gal wants to be single. Yeah. She wants to begin with this guy. She just does... She wants to do it and not feel yeah. bad about it because yeah. she feels guilty for the guy. So, like, unfortunately, even in a relationship, you need to kind of 
be thinking of yourself yeah no well yeah you do have to be selfish at points you know that way like I know like you feel bad and stuff but like it would be great if this guy was just like look do your thing in college and and it's also we'll be less serious or something and you're doing him a greater good in the long run like it's shitter you would be eaten up with guilt if you're cheating on him Monday to Friday with this hot college dude and then going back home to him like is that what you want you know do, yeah. do you want that sneaking around kind of like, like that messes up your own that's bad totally. for your own mental health and then he you. will find out because they always do you'll either tell him or he'll find out and mm. then you're going to hurt him way more I guarantee you he would way prefer to be broken up it's not an unusual thing to be broken up when someone goes to their first year of college okay like that's what happens usually is like you've got your secondary school boyfriend you're going out you're happy out you go someone goes to college or you both go to college and all of a sudden it's like eh. but I don't think it needs to be like a massive breakup like I think sometimes if you're in school and obviously like we were saying about the office thing like if you're in school it's the same thing you're seeing each other all the mm-hmm. time all the time all the time and then college comes along and you're only seeing each other once a week yeah and like if you could like it's difficult, I think, sometimes when a relationship has gotten to a serious point, it's hard to backtrack and be like, actually, let's chill it out a bit. Yeah. But I think, I if I was talking to him, I wouldn't bring up the guy. Oh, I no, not just, at all. No, I'd just be like, look, I want to... I need to be free and single, like, yeah. sometimes... Because some weekends you might want to stay... I was just going to say, like, yeah. Go home. You don't, you don't really want something... You know, when when I said that, when me and Michael decided to do that, when I went to New York or whatever, it's because I didn't want that, like, hook in me back home. Like, I wanted to be able to be yeah, in New York. You to be on Skype four times. Exactly. Or looking, when is he online? You know, it's like a, the texting. time difference, texting. My sister was in a long-distance relationship for a while, and it was so... Draining. Annoying. Like, she was out, she'd be out in fucking Spain and not have signal and yeah. it would be so worrying because she'd be like crap he's going to be worried about me all night yeah. like all that kind of stuff and yeah and it's like you I just no you just you're not free you, you don't have to have that kind of and like there can be I'm sure there are boyfriends out there who are like yeah go do it it's grand and you know that's fine or whatever but like you're you've kind of you're seeing that you maybe you want a bit of more freedom in college while also fancying someone else like those two signs maybe aren't great signs for your relationship you know that way like that yeah. you first of all it seems like you kind of want to break free a bit from your home and, like, move on into your new life. And you don't have to break up with someone just if they've done something terrible to you. Like, unfortunately, mm. like, you know, if things with this new guy goes bad, you will look back on this boyfriend and probably be like, oh, he treated me so well. Yeah. And I, like, like, I think honesty is the best way to not treat someone badly. So, like, mm-hmm. you're obviously, like, you respect that he's treated that he's treating you really well. So I think give him the same... Courtesy totally, yeah. And treat him well. And obviously, these are your, like these are your feelings. They're not going anywhere. You can't just squash them. So I would just be honest mm. and have a conversation about it and without bringing up the guy. No, you don't he, need to bring up the guy. Me. That's just going to put plant seeds in his head. He doesn't. And he would just feel like you're just using the guy yeah. him and all that. Kind and of like stuff. you know, and that's me. Something else is like that kind of. T- I was thinking about there when Lindsay was talking. You don't always have to have fallen out of love with someone completely in order to break up with them. Mm. Like, and sometimes you're the bad guy in the breakup. And I'm not saying that Mm. you're bad, but like, you know, he might, yeah, he might be the innocent one who's sitting at home waiting for you to come home on the weekends. Someone doesn't have to do you an ungodly wrong Mm. for you to break. Sometimes you might be the one who like... Just the wrong. Not even wrong, but, but like, like the the less popular, yeah. Like you might be the one who actually is inflicting the hurt. Yeah. more than he is and that's what when I broke up with my secondary school boyfriend I was the one that really hurt him like I, I hurt him and yeah. 
It's hard to take on. It's I'm hard. actually preferring to be hurt sometimes. Yeah. Than it's, to hurt sometimes. Yeah, because it's, it's actually a harder decision. And, like, I didn't love my boyfriend, but I can only imagine him. It, it must be so hard to, like, actually love someone, but know that it's just not really fitting like you're in you're just not feeling it anymore it's, it's just not right for you as much as it was six yeah. months ago and you know you're only a month into college what is it October so you're only like a month in but like do you want it to go on and on like this is what happened to me it, ha- it hit me in October and then Chris it was my birthday and I was like oh yeah. he was like I bought you all these presents so mm. you know and then it was Christmas and then it was yeah. his birthday and I ended up having six months cheating on a boyfriend mm. hating him feeling bad and Probably anxious that he'd find out and all that kind of just stuff. Just hating him, basically, mm. and resenting him. and Just being like, go and, away. And then just broke up with him, and I should have just done that. You know what I mean? And, like, I mean, you know what? You, you live and you learn. But yeah, of course. at the same time, it's not just you kind of doubting the relationship. You're also, re- you seem in, really interested in another dude, and it seems like, like you're going to hook up with this guy, so I'd, I'd encourage you to hook up with a guy when you're not in a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> It'll make you feel worse. Oh, yeah, and especially because he's a nice guy I think give him the respect that he deserves because like it will be an awkward conversation and he might not talk to you whatever will happen like but there are just things like life you have to do stuff like that life doesn't just flow along and like you know it'd be great if we all got with our freaking secondary school boyfriends and they were amazing and you know like like loads of people do and the relationship lasts and Mm -hmm. you're getting married like that's pretty that's rare though um I don't think it's super rare, Ireland. I don't know. I don't know anyone, apart from Claire. Yeah, I know. I'm just thinking. Apart from Claire, I don't know anyone who's like got with their high, their secondary school boyfriend and has stayed yeah. with them and is still. You know, it's a lot more common actually, getting with your college boyfriend. College boyfriend, yeah, because yeah. you're more of an adult. Yeah, and like, you have more kind of in common. Yeah, I know loads that. of people who are still with the person that they met in college yeah. because. As you said, like you're, it's just you're in a different mindset. Like, yeah, I think you're more ready for a relationship. I'd say in yeah. college than and a secondary school. And you've also probably had a bit more experience. And a secondary school boyfriend, you just kind of met out of you were just in the same school or you were just in the school across the road. Yeah, like you choose what college. You yeah, go to and stuff. you choose like if you know if you go to if you want to do art and you're in an art college and you meet someone in an art college, you definitely have that in yeah. common. You've got both have a love of art. Yeah, and you know even in somewhere like Trinity or whatever where it's more open, it's still like you're it probably suit your lifestyle more because yeah, like, if you're both in art college and then you both want to be artists. Yeah, all that. But I would say you know it doesn't have to be the be all and end all. It could be a case of you're single for like a year and a half of college yeah and then you actually like find yourself back in love with your ex and it works out but it definitely will only work out for the better yeah if you're open and honest and treat him with respect I think you have to explore all avenues you know that way like mm. if you're second guessing something and then it is like we were talking about with the um whatchamacallit the office relationship like if you do decide to do this where you want to break up even if it is for a year or whatever way he takes it or you do also have to accept then that he might not want to get back with you you know, it's like you have to be self. Yeah. You have to be selfless as well, and be like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna love you and set you free." And then, you know, if you're set free, you might not come back. Yeah, yeah. So definitely be um, sure in your decision. Okay, next one. I'm gonna just get it out of here. We're going into our next question. What have we got? This one, I think. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, so here's our next question. Hey gals, I need your advice. I've been with my boyfriend for over three years. He's an artist, therefore his money has never really been stable. We've ended up arguing about it a couple of times and I've said things need to change, but we're back here again and he's broke. 
it's not like I expected him to buy me things. I'm 25, but I want to make, but and I want to make future plans. But I feel like I can't. Of course, I love him beyond words, and I don't want to leave him based on money. But what should I do? Alki freaking Momo. Alki Mo. Money is a bitch because mm-hmm. no one tells you when you're starting to fall in love with someone that money could be. Like one of the biggest talking points in a relationship, especially when you're older. Because mm. when you're younger, as you were saying earlier, Lindsay, like money just never really comes into it. Like yeah. when you're like 22, it's like. <laughs> or even when you're in school and you might have a boyfriend, your mum gives you pocket money and like, yeah. you know, well, even, you have a hat, like a part time job. Yeah. And... Even like 22 and stuff, like I never remember thinking about money mm. with a boy when I was like 22. I was just like, whatever, like you're out in the club, everyone's buying their own drinks, maybe he'll buy you one drink, he might buy the taxi, he'll probably split it. You're both basically as broke as each other. Yeah. You know, that way. Mm -hmm. So, then all of a sudden you're 25 and you're kind of like, okay, we're still together and we kind of want to make, you know, or you want to make some sort of life and they're like, I'm hopefully finishing a new painting this week you're like (laughs) did your last one sell so what would your advice be to this girl I think sometimes I think like she seemed she said at the end I'm just going to read it again Um, I love him beyond words and don't want to leave him based on money what should I do like for me and my experience like we all like to be like oh fuck money it doesn't matter money doesn't you know make you happy Mm. like money is everything in my opinion like money is like the basis of your lifestyle yeah like if you are planning a future with this guy like that means like for example the word marriage the word marriage basically means like creating a home coming together and building a home as two people and a marriage and And a new family yeah even if you're not having kids it's still like you know a new unit creating your space and your lifestyle like if you want a serious um future with this guy like his money issues will be the biggest problem in the world because mm-hmm. it literally affects every single aspect of existence. There's nothing that money doesn't affect, that money doesn't have some sort of involvement in. Like, if you want to travel, money. If you want to eat nice, money. Dress, rent, buying a plant for your gaff, driving, like, down the road like, to see your mom, whatever, yeah, and, everything. And simple things like grocery shopping, like, yeah. so what, you're going to be doing all that, or, you, like, uh, you know, there are those people out there who, like, you end up totting up your bills, and you're like, hang on, I am all the outs here, and you are mm. none of them. Like, it's only money coming in for you, you know, that way. And I find in this day and age, because of the whole, like, feminism thing, and it's like, I don't, like she said in that question, like, oh, I don't expect him to buy me things. In a relationship, I don't think, like... You know, there's a difference between, like, I don't think women expect anymore to, you know, just be brought out in dates and be wined and dined by men. Yeah. But in a relationship between two people, it's nice to be able to, you get this, I'll get that. You get, like, I think, like, it's, you know, subject to your wage. Yeah. If you're going out with a guy who has a lot more money or if you are a girl who earns a lot more than your boyfriend, then... Yeah, you know, it shouldn't just be 50-50 because that's not exactly fair. Yeah. The income is different. Yeah. But it seems like this guy, like, I mean, fair enough, he's an artist, but what does that mean? Like, does he sit at home painting or is he trying to get, like, you know, is he trying to do, like, in what sense? Because art right now is, like, and if an artist wants to be, like, a commercial artist, there's probably a lot more money in that than yeah. being a painter. Fine artist, yeah. Yeah, so is he following a dream that is definitely, like, 
does he have a goal? Does he have yeah. like plans? Is he like, this is what I have to do to get this money? Or is he just randomly like, I love art and I want to go out? Yeah, like, because uh, <clears throat> we were talking about it earlier when we were discussing the questions or whatever. And I was saying, you know, there is, I get it where she's coming from because there is that fine line when you're with a partner. Like, of course, you want to, and you should to, you know, whatever extent, support them wanting to like fulfill their dreams and like have their goals and he you know you're only 25 so you're both probably in quite junior positions in general it's not like mm-hmm. he's been an art struggling artist for 15 years but i get you want to nip that in the bud well, you want to see where it's going yeah but. and like you don't also want to be the fucking you know the girlfriend who's like uh, like yeah and like you know so like michael's an entrepreneur and like i would probably make more money than him but it's like you have to kind of weigh it up it's like you can have a fella who's like not like working in finance making 100k a year mm. but you, he can still be making money like if money's an issue if his money is an issue in the working of your relationship it's probably always going to be that mm. do you know what I mean like is he on the dole like is he getting any money in or is Before he just we touching that though I think as well it's like a case of reality mm. like I mean I had a boyfriend that was like really into music and he was like, I want to do music, I want to do music, I want to do music. But I knew his goals would always be to just be playing in a bar and getting tuppence. Do you know what I mean? He didn't have like an actual realistic plan that was going to have a secure income. Yeah. And I was watching another documentary the other day, another art documentary on my favourite artist, Tracy Emin. And um, I mean, she's one of the biggest artists in England at the moment. Like she's freaking loaded but she said this really interesting point in, ter- in regards to like this guy who's an artist she was just like if you want to sit like in a studio and paint mm. all day in this day and age you're not going to be a working artist mm-hmm. like artists these days have so many other people working for them they have accountants they, like they have to be on the ball yeah, it's not like just business yeah it's like if you want to be an artist for your own art then you need to have your head so screwed on you need to be so intelligent with like you know contacting galleries or like all that kind of stuff having followers on social media like it's it's insane like I remember like my friend Yulia is a photographer like so an artist or whatever and like she was saying that like nowadays in New York when she is like talking about her photography or whatever people are like oh let me see your Instagram mm. and it's like she feels weird because she has like what like two or three thousand followers mm. where like especially in America like they all have like what 150k mm. So it's like, is he even doing that? You know, is he is he realistic about how the the industry is working now? Because to be honest, to like, you know, not it's not the only way, but like one sure way of doing your own PR and getting your name out there yeah. and being a successful artist is probably having a following on social media, even if it's just for your art. Like that's just genuine fact. That is how people do press for themselves now that's how you get publicity nowadays it's yeah. just reality and it's probably like I mean it's work as well but it's obviously the easiest way to be at home yeah. and be reaching so many people yeah. from your home yeah but like so is his ego getting in the way because I mean there's many artists who work for other artists mm-hmm. for example like is he so like does he just like only want to produce his own art or would he be willing to just work in like an artist studio or whatever yeah yeah like doing art for another artist like I don't know. It seems like I see women sometimes who have boyfriends who are just like, you know, in dreamland. Yeah. Like they want to be the next musician and it's just not happening. And mm-hmm. it's like, do you wait around and wait for him to be the next Conor McGregor? And you're, you know, like, you don't. Because there's a balance of it, you know, like, as we were just saying, like, you, you want to help someone fulfill their 
dreams and their, you know, aspirations. Because mm-hmm. everyone has a, you know, we live in a fair, a fair society where, like, you know, if you put in the work, you probably will get it. You yeah. know that way. If and you really, Ireland, it's also... It's, it's small and, it's you know... To exactly. Totally. And, like, you're able to... If you work your ass off, the majority of the time you'll get at least 80% of the way that you want it to go, okay? Like, think of Conor McGregor. Like, you know, yeah. he's a plumber. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And, and he now was on the dole as well, but yeah. he had a goal. Exactly. Which is the, that's kind of, I think, where you can, di- like, see, view if it's actually going to happen or not. Yeah. Like, if he's just painting and being like, I love art, I love art, I'm doodling away here. Or is he like, this is how I'm going to get, like, does yeah. he have a plan and a business head, business head does about Does he have it? an end goal? You know, Conor McGregor obviously wanted to be one of the most successful and famous fighters in the he UFC. He wanted to get UFC, in yeah. UFC, that was his That way. was his big thing. So mm. is this guy like, I want to have an art show by the end of 2018? You know, it doesn't have to yeah. be like, I want to be the most famous artist in the world, but like, no, yeah. is or he I like... I want to contact, like, is he this working person to do their art for them or totally. whatever. Totally. Like, is he working towards an end goal? Because that's how you see someone who's successful. Like, because it doesn't have to be successful as in, like, they're making millions of euro but yeah. like as in is he like okay by the end of 2018 I want to have enough art that I can curate and put on my own art show then at least because you then wouldn't probably care less about the money because you're like it's sexy to see someone fulfilling dreams, dreams and, yeah. and goals like you know and also be like se- managing their cells yeah like it's really sexy to see someone who if they have money or don't who is like in their studio like totally. on, like you know, thinking like really creative ideas yeah. and how they're going to get themselves out there. Just taking like, action. There's yeah. nothing more being a go unattractive. Like- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Give to me than someone who's just complacent in what they've accepted for themselves. As in like, I'm an artist and this, but, but it's just this. It's just, this is what it's going to be. Yeah. Me making no money and... And mm. you or also just like it. it will take off because they have such an ego about them and such belief. Yeah, they're like, no, no, Jono's uncle said it was unreal. Yeah, and then you know, I, or like I'm an artist, I'm not stupid to that level of doing yeah. any of the commercial shit. Yeah, I'm so, an artist. So it's like you know, and then there's the other half of it where it's like he's working thing. in the arts. Nine times out of ten, people who work in the arts have side jobs. I'm sorry, mm. like my brother's a musician. He's over in Vancouver. And he is working his arse off in another job to make his money. You know what I mean? It's like my my cousin is an actor. He's a really successful actor in Ireland, but he still has to work side jobs. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like it's just the reality He'd of the it world. To be his main job, but like, it's wouldn't kind we of, all? You know? Yeah, exactly. Like with this, you know, yeah. like I still have a full time fucking job. Like mm. I'm, I'm a podcaster sitting on my hole making nothing. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. I mean the money thing. Like, because he would, if, if he's an artist and not bringing any money, then he's obviously 
you know, it's not his job. Yeah. So you can't just call it your job if you're not really making yeah. money off it. Yeah. Like, to be honest. Well, I mean, I know, like, my kids are my freaking job. But you know what I mean? Like, I get what you mean, though, yeah. Like, so he, if he isn't making money, and that obviously means that he's not doing work that needs to be done to a certain extent. Yeah. So he still could have a part-time job. Yeah, yeah. Do you know the way? Yeah, yeah, totally. So I guess, like, you know, we've dissected his situation a bit, but what should you do? Like, Well, I think definitely don't see the money thing as a small issue because I know from my past relationship it was the it was a ginormous issue and it just bled into every single section section of my life. Mm-hmm. Like, it depends, I think... It's a difficult one to gauge if they don't have money because when I first met my ex, he moved over here and he didn't have a job. So I was in control of the money and I could delegate it and that was fine. And I didn't notice any kind of money issues apart from the fact that he fucking wasn't getting a job and making and money. And living for free help. with you. Yeah, exactly. And helping like me with, you know, like bringing more money into the house which would have obviously been accepted and wanted. Yeah. Um. So... Yeah, so I didn't really know, though, whether or not he was good or bad with money because yeah. I was the one, I was in control of that. And then when he did get a job, I noticed so how he handled money was the complete opposite of how I would handle mm-hmm. money. So, like, I'm very... Like, I mean, I will always get the boring stuff out of the way, like rent, yeah. groceries, the necessities, and then if there's stuff left over, or else I'll be careful. Of, you like, cover your bases. Like. Yeah, I cover the basics, and you know, if I want to buy something luxury, like that isn't a necessity, I'll just like not eat as glam as yeah. I would the, another week. You know, so I'll kind of figure out my own money, but I won't like. I would never scrimp on the basics. Like mm-hmm. obviously, like I like a nice house. I like to be warm. You know, mm. all that stuff. Like you know, there's people who would be living in a. Um, apartment and just never turn on the heating. You know, yeah, there's people like, like that kind of shite. Like, no. Because it affects your whole life. So if you, I think you need to kind of try and hone in on how he is with money. Yeah. And like, if it's a money issue or if it's his pride issue, like you were saying, mm. like, because you don't even know what he's like with money, maybe. Like, it's not yeah. like he's a stingy fucker. You know, it's not like. Maybe she doesn't know if he doesn't have money. Yeah. Like, because it does, like, I think what happened with me is that, like, because my ex hadn't worked for so long and then he had worked he was really tight with his money mm. and kind of it was like he hadn't wasn't used to getting money yeah, like that so. kind of stuff and it just bled into every and it makes things so difficult like mm-hmm. say you know friends of ours would be like let's go away for the weekend and he'd be like oh I don't want to spend that much money or stuff like that you know like yeah, kind of, and then you could be like we can't afford it yeah it's a very public thing yeah totally like, or he'd be very happy to take but not give mm. and that kind of stuff that just is like public and it makes it's awkward to show in front of friends yeah family, yeah like, totally so it's just it's such a massive massive issue and it's 100% a reason like it's a make or break in a relationship I mm. think you have to be like I think the same way with money yeah yeah and like I think it's just like if you've spoken to him about it for so long and he hasn't done anything about it. It's just like, 
he just seems kind of lazy. Well, it also seems like he doesn't really want to make you happy in that regard. Yeah, or he's not taking your question seriously. I think he's being like, oh, whatever. But it's like, you're actually being quite logical about it. You're 25. You want to make a nice life. Unfortunately, not unfortunately, to be honest, fortunately, we live in a capitalist society, okay, where things cost mm-hmm. money and you work to make money to buy the things. That's how it works these days. Hasn't changed, okay? Mm. Not going to change. Hopefully we will not be entering in a communist society anytime soon. Mm. So this is how the world world works people all across the world are artists they're this they're that they're working in cafes they're working in bars you just do okay you You fucking money to survive and have a good life exactly you know i now know like now that i'm single i see it as such a luxury from being with someone who was so difficult with money yeah i mean i would never let like for me like i would never let someone pay my way do you know what I mean like if, so, if someone I would want it always to be half and that kind of mm-hmm. thing like I'm, I'm I'm not someone who's going to try to duck, duck under the radar yeah. oh, oh she didn't ask Grand. for two euro oh, yes. Yes. do you know the way like I'm I hate, oh, I hate those people, people. Do you know those people oh. who like are just weird with money like say you'd all be out for it's this kind of person yeah. you're all out for dinner all the girlies are out for dinner and it's time to pay and everyone's like getting their money out giving what they owe or whatever and one girl's like I just have my card um, I'll get you back I'll get you back in the pub get you back in the bar Yeah. and it's just like you know then she'll buy one drink yeah. for a fiver and be like I'll get you that like ones who are always trying to get away with say like yeah or like you buy concert tickets and then you go to the concert and they don't pay for the ticket yeah like, and they leave it up to you to ask for the money yeah it's so awkward and then you ask and they're like oh yeah oh my god oh my god yeah i'll get it to you tomorrow yeah tomorrow comes they don't say it again and then you're the arsehole again it's made me be so i'm so strict with myself for never being that person i am literally like the minute i if i owe someone money yeah. i turn up to their door with the fucking money i'm like take it because yeah. i just don't want to be that person i get mortified if i ever forget to give someone money or if someone of like course it happens sometimes you actually do forget but like whenever i half forget i'm like oh my god if i know someone ever has to ask me for the money i owe them i'm mortified oh god i know i always like to say it before like say last week when we were going to cork and um, claire booked the tickets in her car yeah and I was like, I'll get you back. You know, yeah. making sure that she wouldn't have to kind of ask me. And then as soon as I was like, I'm just getting changed, then I'll have the money. Totally, you know, totally. Because, like, like, letting them know. Because like, fair enough, sometimes you borrow money and, like, you might be a little bit later, but just, like, keeping the person in the know. But these things are all part of someone's character. Yeah. Because, like, you know, I would, like, I am so awkward to not pay something. Yeah. Whereas my ex was so comfortable to not pay something. And it would be like, say, my mum would buy something and we'd owe my mum 100 euro. He'd be like, oh, I'll give you 50. <laughs> that kind of thing. Or, like, once he booked um, plane tickets, she, like, paid for it on his card. And they were, like, 50 euro. And he kind of gave, like, 48. You know, like, yeah, stuff like that. That's just yeah. kind of like... Or, like, say, the plane tickets were 55, he gave 50. That kind yeah. of shite. That's just kind of, like awkward like these money issues will forever be a problem like I know um, a couple who like the woman in the relationship is like she likes to spend money she likes to get nice things to a certain extent like she's not wild or anything but she likes to if there's a problem with the bathroom get it fixed yeah whereas her partner wants to try and do it himself he's always like trying to save a penny and like if they want to get the bedroom done or people like oh I'll just paint it and she's like can we not just pay for someone to do it professionally and like that kind of stuff that is really difficult to live with yeah totally so uh, 
I don't know. What would you? What advice would you give to this gal, hon? I would, I would maybe try and have like one more conversation with him, where you not where you're not like I'm not calling you a nag, but like just where you're talking to him and give him your perspective. I don't know if you've done this yet, or of like why you find it important and or just like you know okay fair enough you want to do art like what's the goal here what's the story like because you're clearly working you're doing your shit mm. and try and explain to him like why you want him to make money it's not because you're an arsehole nag it's because you want to make a life with the guy you know and it's like and mm. you don't want to be for, like you know coughing up the money 24 7 so you know i'd maybe have a conversation with them and just i guess you can just judge him on his actions then if you laid all that's usually my advice for most people is like I don't know how far you've gone with it, obviously, but, like, if you lay everything out on the table and then they still go against you, mm. then you're like, okay, you don't give a fuck. Yeah. But if there's, if there's loads of, li- yeah, yeah, if there's loads of, like, little separate individual instances of, like, he did that and he didn't get a job and then I kind of said it to him here and he still went against me. It's like, you kind of want to consolidate it all into one lump conversation where you're like, yeah. these are the reasons why I'm annoyed with you not making money. It's not that I think you're a waste of space. It's that I want this, I want that. I want us both to be able to do this together. And then if they still go against you, they've just given you the fucking middle finger. Like, and they, Yeah, and also who cares if he's calling you a nag or if he's like, oh, fuck, oh totally, yeah, me. yeah. Just be like, you know, like... Because it makes life really difficult. Like, I know a girl who has... um, She was great at saving. And she's moved away to Australia with her boyfriend who was shite with money. Yeah. She paid for his tickets. She gave him, like, a few thousand in his bank account to help him with it. Like, that kind of stuff. Because, like, when there's an imbalance in a relationship, like... If, if one person is working and the other person doesn't really care about money... If you're the person who's working and saving and has savings and has money in the bank then sometimes it's awkward for the other person because, like, you will inevitably end up kind of paying for them for stuff. And, like, that's fair enough if, you know, but if he's just floating along, like... You're not going down the same path in life. Yeah. Because if you're working on yourself to make money or, you know, do whatever you want, have your own career, all that kind of good stuff, and he's just staying still, you're not... You're... It's the epitome of just going down different roads he's stuck at the red at the traffic lights and you're whizzing on past Mm. so how is that going to be equal fair enough like and as i said like maybe it's not about just money like if he was fucking driving 90 down the road of like wanting to get his art up and running building up his social media you probably wouldn't care as much about the money i think women most of the time are really unattracted to laziness i fucking Mm. hate it and i think most women that i know it's not about the man making no money. And, it, you know, when women say, like, oh, my God. like a I lazy, met... rich man is unattractive. Of course. You like, know? you know, even when girls say, like, oh, my God, I met this guy. He's, like, a fucking lawyer. He's making this amount of money. I don't think it's always... I think women get a bad rep for, like, admiring yeah. the money. But I think it's more that women really admire, like, and ambition and, yeah. and, like, just fucking doing it. Yeah, because women able to get up and go to work every day. And, totally. Like, and not moan about it. Because and... women are go-getters. Women deal with shit... As it's dealt them like you know when you yeah. look at like single mums and stuff like they're women are quite good at just fucking pushing on through and just being like Do you know what asking and like getting everything done. yeah making sure everything's taken care of so when we see that quality in a dude i think it makes us mm, be like so he can like help me in a good way like we can both do you know if you've got a guy who's just like don't worry about it i'm going out to work you're not saying that you don't have to work but you know it's really nice quality to have a guy who just like money's not a fucking issue you don't have to yeah. be re- loaded get a go-getter yeah and a get ambitious. up and go just like, ambitious dude yeah because there's like it's like you said it's totally 
unattractive. Like, this guy seems like he's sitting on something and it's not happening, to yeah. be honest. Because, like, if he was being a go-getter with his art and keeping you in the loop, being like, look, I know t- things are tough now, times are tough, like, I'm not making it in. But I have this idea yeah. and this is how I'm going to get it. He just and, like, seems complacent. He seems complacent he seems and like lazy. Sorry yeah. to talk to you and your boyfriend. But what I would say, my advice would be, put it on the table and judge his actions from there. And as Lindsay always says, which I think is such good advice, is like, don't just listen to him. Yeah. Look at his actions. Yeah. He can say all he wants. I'm getting a job. I'm doing this. No, my art's yeah. taken off. Look at his art. Is it taken off? Is he even fucking making art? Yeah, like, instead of, like, don't listen to their words. See their, like, not only their actions, but, like, yeah, is he making art? Like, is he, does he have a plan? Like, you mm. can't be listening to a guy dream. Like, because... I would be in a room with the guy, the musician guy. I would be in a room with him and I would literally be listening to him being like, yeah, it's great that you have such a belief in yourself, but whoa, you're deluded. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like wide-eyed listening to him talk about some stuff where he was just like, yeah, I'm getting the song actually copyrighted first before I put it on YouTube because I just, (laughs) I mean, I don't people copying it. I was like, what? Like, (laughs) the guy didn't have fans. You know, like... Yeah, and fast forward that was like six years ago you know his, his music hasn't taken off to any like to any place that I yeah. would be involved with do you know what I mean yeah, like yeah, Randy's yeah. playing a few fucking pubs here and there but like nothing major so no. what would, then your, would your advice to her be kind of similar just like or do you think she should just leave him or um, I think I think you should focus on yourself like I mean fair enough you're thinking about a future with this guy but like I just sometimes see people paying, like, their partner's way. Like, say if someone, like, really wants an apartment. Like, say if she decided, okay, I want to move out, and she gets an apartment, and then he's just always in her gaff eating her, mm. eating her food, and he's just not paying rent or paying for the heating or bills yeah. or whatever. Then you're kind of like, if you notice yourself just, like, earning your money and paying the way for someone to be a lazy shite, it's really annoying. Like, I see... And then, like, if you break up, you're like, oh, my God, I spent seven grand on that guy over the duration of our freaking relationship you know yeah and then you know where you left so yeah so I would focus on your own income like you can't drag someone to make money or to be like I would focus on like doing you girl like you know you don't have to break up with the guy but like don't be like trying to pull him along and getting on the same level if he would if he wanted to be moving in with you and stuff he'd be getting a job and it doesn't seem like he wants to be doing that now so I'd be focused on your own future I feel you, girl. So we've got one more question. Yeah. I got a last one. Okay, we'll pause it and we'll be right back in a second, biatches. We back, bitches. So Lynn's is going to read our last question. Go for it, babe. Final question. And it is, we left this one It's a doozy. Juhusi. Okay, what's a doozy? I don't know, like a hard one to answer. Well, it's not really hard. It reminds me of Carrie always says that. It's a doozy. It's cute. So Carrie. It's so Carrie. Hey, I need some advice. I've been in a long-distance relationship for the past two years. We live in different countries, but we are lucky enough to see each other every six weeks-ish. But in the past month, the whole relationship has been a bit off. He's been so controlling to the point that he's angry with me because I masturbated today. He wanted me to wait until I saw him next week, but a gal has got needs, right? He even tried to tell me that I am damaging my insides by masturbating, and that's not the only thing he's been controlling. 
And whenever I tell him that I've been eating chocolate, etc., he almost scolds me and tells me that I should be eating healthy and work out more. I'm not a big girl and I'm at a healthy weight. And even if I wasn't, surely it's not his place to say. Am I overreacting? I'm scared to lose him because I don't have any friends at all and I really do love him. Thank yous. Oh, Lord. Okay. The masturbating thing. He sounds like... Is he a priest? I mean... You have an eyelash, make a wish. <laughs> okay, so the damaging the motherfucking... In- Whoa, okay, that... That sounds like actual Catholic freaking mentalness. Like, yeah. that sounds like... When Jenny read that out to me, I was like... Hold on! What? Whoa, that's controlling. That is the it's most... trying to get into he, your like, brain. If you want to talk, get your rosaries off my ovaries. Like, that yeah. is a fellow literally thinking that your body is his... Because like you're in a long-distance relationship. Surely that's half the crack. Wanking to each other. Yeah. Come on. Like, oh that is goodness. half the fun. Like, six weeks-ish. You get an orgasm once every six weeks. If even. Mm. <laughs> yeah, true. That's if he's Very making you come. He mm. probably will then say, no, no, I don't make you come because it'll da- damage your insides. What would make the difference between him fingering yeah. you and then you fingering yourself? Why was that not... Or, I mean, a dick is hopefully bigger than a finger. Yeah, on your clit. How is that damaging? He doesn't. He does not understand the intricacies of the female body. But let me yeah, tell I mean, you. Yeah, we push babies out of there. Mm. So I'm pretty sure a little finger with a gel nail even is grand compared to freaking that. I, Jesus. We can get cut, sewn back up, and have another baby. Yeah, that's an actual. That's a literal damage to your insides, and you're fine. Yeah, actually, grand. Yeah, the so. fact that like you can, you only need like six weeks. I think it is after you give birth yeah. to be able to ride again. Yeah. God. Oh. Yeah, I know. Couldn't Believe imagine. me, I know I took way longer because... So let's break it down. Anyway. Okay, that was the initial enragement over the elephant oh, in the room. The Sorry. most shocking yeah. thing. So you've got a fella. You're in a long-distance relationship. This is going on, and it, it only come out in the last month or so, where he's... Beca- That's interesting. Where he's starting to become incredibly controlling. What I would love to ask her is, are you sure it's the last month? Or is it just getting worse? Is it just getting worse and you're starting to notice it more and more? Because maybe you weren't responding to the control. Or maybe you used to respond to control. Maybe it was... um, Maybe it was... Control that kind of went under the radar a bit yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just kind of like little manipulation, like oh, you better control. There. Yeah, like oh, you weren't like it, like we've spoke about this before, where we kind of say like sometimes control is so hard to describe. If you're like, oh, he kind of was in a mood with me because I didn't make a Skype call, and he yeah. kind of would be like. Like, not talking to me too much for two days afterwards. Like, I've that said it before, control. a master manipulator usually goes completely unnoticed. Because if you think of back when you were in school and say someone was getting bullied, I mean, you know, they always teach you in school that like bullying isn't always someone pushing you over in the yard and throwing your face in a puddle. Mm. Bullying can be little jabs. Bullying can be, you know, kind of half laughing at you. It can be exactly your best friend making mm. slight remarks. And then when people, when you say to them, oh, like she's bullying me, they're like, how? And you're like, well, like last week she like didn't ask me onto the WhatsApp group, but I know that she's got another WhatsApp group where I'm not in it. Yeah, and they're like, it's oh, like, that's pathetic. Yeah, they're like, come, come on. on, get over get over Good controllers and good bullies mm. and good manipulators, they're all pretty much one and the same, to be honest, because controlling is bullying. They mm-hmm. all 
know how to do it without someone being able to put their fucking finger on it. Bad bullies and bad controllers are the ones who are like, you're fucking dope. Yeah, like, you're not allowed to go out that short skirt. Yeah, they're like stupid idiot. Like, obviously it's still bad, but like they're yeah. bad. At it's it. easier to kind of be able to describe to people to tell your friends. And like, he called me a bitch. Okay, I mean, he's not so. For example, the thing with the masturbating is probably something that would be quite difficult. Like she says that she doesn't have friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of difficult to tell someone that because yeah. then you have to tell someone that you're masturbating. You know, like it's yeah. really intimate. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of an easy thing to. He's kind of got to, you in a corner almost. Yeah, because if you want to explain something to that, you have to be pretty close to them. Yeah. Know? And it's, I mean, you're hardly going to go to your mom or whoever and be like, he won't let me masturbate. They'll be like, get away. You shouldn't be masturbating anyway. Disgusting. Disgusting. Carry on. You know, like you wouldn't know what kind of reaction you'd you get know, from exactly. that. Exactly. And it's like, it's, it's intimate and it's awkward to kind of mm. talk about that kind of stuff. And then the whole diet stuff where like he gives out to her for eating chocolate. That's another thing of like, he kind of has this possession over your body. Do you know mm. what I mean? Where he's yeah, kind of like... He feels like he owns you. Where, like, he owns your orgasm, he owns your body, and anything you put in or, yeah, put into your yeah. body, to be honest, yeah. he needs to final sign-off on that. Again, with the chocolate thing, it's it's quite a difficult thing to maybe explain to people because, like, if you came over to me and you said, like, oh, Michael kind of said, like, I should eat healthy, it's not, like, you know... It's not really a bad thing for him to say. Yeah. Another way, like it's like I I would understand from being in controlling relationships before in my past how that would get yeah. it filter into your brain and like cause problems, etc. Yeah. And I could understand that it's not as simple. But I think the male, like in this example, like obviously he's the boyfriend. He could kind of be like, "Whoa, I was just saying I that it's good saying. to be healthy." Yeah. Because she gets down if she's a bit bigger. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it for her best interest. Yeah, you know, it's that kind yeah, of thing yeah. that they can get away with it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like it. totally. And oh, it's just so annoying. Like I just I want to punch the dude. To be honest, it's the same thing with the short skirts. Like if a guy is like, oh, I don't really want you going out in a short skirt because there's men out there who are like predators mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, they can't handle themselves around you. Yeah, and so they try to make themselves look like the good guy. Yeah, that they're just looking out for you when it's like at the end of the day, it's your decision where you want to have a piece of chocolate or whether you want to finger yourself. And you know, the fact that you told him that you masturbated or whatever. That's you being vulnerable and open and like, you know, like you didn't have to fucking tell him, you oh, know, that way. Now she bloody won't. No, she won't. Exactly. So it's like when you do that to someone and this goes across so many things of like, if you just make someone feel like a piece of shit for an opinion or make someone feel like a piece of shit for doing something that you don't agree with, they're still going to do it. They're just going to do it in secret now. Yeah. So you're just suppressing it. And then what will happen is she's writing into a fucking podcast. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like she's looking for help outside of her relationship because she can't talk to this dude. He can't, like, he doesn't have any respect for her. And I, I guess what it is is like, okay, so if I was to dissect this situation fully, I think it's like... It's kind of like a freaking eating disorder where people want eating disorders to take control on their life. He's like kind of abusing you the way someone with an eating disorder abuses their body to get control on the relationship because they're in this long distance relationship. Now, I'm not giving them a free pass or anything. I'm just saying that this is what it seems like. That If the control is spinning, if his control is starting to get more and more OTT where he's like grasping on control, maybe he feels like he's losing you a bit and he's like trying to tell you what to do to try and like feel like he has control over the whole relationship like we live apart we're you know you know what I mean Mm. 
Or I, that, I'm not giving him a pass for it. I'm just saying that this is maybe the way his logic is working. Yeah. Like, I don't this know. is where you hear with, like, people who are usually trying to grab control a lot are usually because they're com- completely fucking out of control. They've no control on anything. And they just, they crave control in order mm. to, like, put someone else in their place because it makes them feel better. So yeah. he's almost being like, they live apart, they're only seeing each other every six weeks. Who knows what else is going on in his private life? I don't have a fucking clue. Or who knows how they're talking to each other. But he almost seems like he is kind of... Wants to like be like, I'm the man in the relationship. I'm the controller. I'm, I wear the boots in this. And you won't be eating anything that I don't permit you to eat. And you won't be fucking having orgasms without me dick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like he needs to control all these little aspects of your relationship in order to feel like he's, I don't know, the big fucking man or some bullshit like mm-hmm. that. For me, I would think that he is trying to make her feel... It's the same kind of thing, like, that the control of the relationship is the overall thing, is the overall goal or whatever. But, yeah. like, I feel like he's trying to make her feel a bit bad about herself. Like, you know, if he's... Tra- like, she's saying that she's not a big girl, so obviously, like, her weight isn't an issue here. But ma- he wants to kind of make her think that maybe it is an issue or something. Well, know? I think it's like he's trying to put her down to keep her in control. As in, like, make her feel like she might be putting on weight so that she's like, oh, no one else will fancy me, only yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's trying to kind of put her down so she's not feeling her best. Yeah, which so then he's therefore... then going to be going out yeah. and, like, she's not going to be, like, flirting with her Which dad. therefore gives him more control over the relationship. That's what I kind of mean. You know that way? Because if you've got someone, like, putty in your hands who mm-hmm. they will do everything that you can and will do, you're the one who's in your sick mind and in an unhealthy way obviously is like the master of the relationship because you've got her at your every beck and call and what's crazy now if you're listening gal I'm sure after his reaction to those things every time if you masturbated since you probably feel really really guilty and yeah. bold and if you're eating chocolate you probably feel like really bold and like you're doing something naughty and behind his back which is like even this is what happens in controlling relationships is that even if you know like say with the masturbating with the chocolate like you it's so absurd and you're aware that him saying those things is absurd you're not big you're obviously not damaging your insides yeah but you kind of it does filter into your mind yeah even that like because you accepting that person saying that to you you kind of are ex- accepting what he's saying as truth. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And you can see it as outrageous. Like, I had that so many times where, like, you know, outrageous things would be put on me and I'd be, like, so flabbergasted knowing it was mental. But over time, if it's being said to you on the regular every other mm-hmm. week... Say something enough times to someone and they'll start believing it, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. They really will. And that th- those type of people, those controlling people and bullies know that. That's, that's yeah. what they basically, like, fucking have to get their energy off because they yeah. know, like... You know, you're tiny. I could literally be like, you're fat, you're fat, you're yeah. fat, you're fat, you're fat. If I continuously say that to you, you're going to think it. Mm. And if that's something that's an insecurity to you, then you're going to be feeling really sad about it. Well, even if it's not an insecurity, if someone's saying something over and over and over to you, yeah, you're just like, you, you start to question, like, why is this person saying this all the time? He obviously thinks it. And if someone thinks that of you, therefore it's kind of real if you're with that person and yeah. respecting that person all that stuff and then know? you also I think kind of feel like if this guy is kind of putting these like body kind of 
things on you where you feel really shit about your size or you know I know right now you're saying I'm not a big girl but say if it got to the point where you started to like put on a pound or do whatever yeah you kind of I think this is his control thing you kind of think well he's the only one that will love me this way because yeah. he's the one trying to make me better by making me want to eat mm. healthy and no one else because that's how it usually comes it's like oh, no one else gonna love you I'm the only one who's liking you like yeah, that I'm, I mean I love you I love you with the extra weight yeah, you know, well, I'm just saying like for that. your health, you might want to keep it an eye on mm. it. So, I mean, I think the good thing is, is that you've noticed that he's controlling. Yes, yes, definitely. And just like the money thing that we were saying earlier, this is not just an individual instance of someone being controlling or an individual instance of someone being stingy. Mm. This is a part of their character. Like, if this guy is acting like this towards you... I don't know, where's the point of return? You know what I mean? Well, he all of a sudden stops being controlling. I would try and call him out on the, I mean, the masturbation thing. Yeah. I would be like, show me proof. Yeah. Like, where are you getting this? Like, try and kind of make a fool out of him in that regard. I'd be like, like, what's the difference between my finger and your dick? Mm. Hopefully something. Yeah. Because otherwise, hey. Yeah, seriously. Like, I mean, like, how can you make the argument that masturbating is going to harm someone's insides? That's absolutely medically, scientifically, and common knowledge-based bollocks. Yeah. Like, it's just absolutely so trite. Be like, okay, actually, that's really Would love to read the study on that. Yeah, t- how did you... Where are you hearing this? Like, what do you think I'm doing? Hold yeah. On. Maybe we should stop having sex every time I come home for every six weeks because I wouldn't want to get any more damage. Yeah. So I would like... you're giving me a poxy orgasm anyway. Yeah, probably not. So I would try and just, like, get fat... Like, if he's going to be spilling something like that, I would bring it up and be like... So I was actually thinking about what you said, and I just am really interested in that. So could you, like, link me any... Like, where have you learned this? I want to know the proof. Because, I mean, I've masturbated before, and I don't want to be damaging my inside. Yeah, call his bluff. Yeah, exactly. And then just don't let people get away with that kind of stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. And see how he reacts to it. Like, I mean... And definitely, like Jenny was saying, look back on the relationship, like, because they're saying it's just been a month. Like, I mean... It's very rare for, like, someone who's completely Mm non-controlling to all of a sudden have a a switch flip and be like, uh, like, so obsessed with what you're eating. And I'm sure it can happen, so maybe you're right, but... Typically, people who are controlling in relationships are controlling in very subtle ways until they might feel that the control is completely gone and then they kind of go OTT on the control. Or they feel that they have got away with the small control for so long yeah. that they can actually... They amp it up. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, I think in the beginnings of a relationship, you can mistake passion for control. Yeah. Or, you, or vice versa. Whatever. How do you mean with that? I mean, like, say... If you're going out with a guy at the start and it's long distance, like I had that with my ex, where at the start it was long distance, we were like, oh, we were so like in love and all that crap. We were saying to each other, like, you know, oh, I don't want to go out. Like we, and I don't think it was a, at the beginning of the relationship, I don't think it was a conscious thing of yeah. either of us. You know, it was just kind of like, oh, we're so into each other. It was a bit toxic kind of from the yeah, get go. Yeah, it was that kind of like, you know, obsession and like yeah. wanting to be on the phone a lot, on texting mm. and that kind of stuff. Kind of dreamland, you know? Yeah, just kind of like, oh my goodness, we're so obsessed with each other. We want to be writing to each other all the time. Like, uh, my world has stopped now that you've entered it, that kind of thing. And then when he moved over, it was the same kind of thing where like, you know, at that point, because we'd started off the relationship being this like, oh, we really want to be together all the time. It made it more difficult to be like, oh, I want to go out 
without you. Like, yeah. yeah. Because then it's like, oh, but we said we want to be together all the time, yeah, you know? So yeah, yeah. definitely at the start, like, I wouldn't have called that control. I would have called it, like, passion and, like... Yeah, that's so true. And I, I think another thing, like, going on what you're just saying, she's in a long-distance relationship. Mm. Is this fucker worth it? I'm sorry. Like, I mean, this is what... I just... Just think this to yourself. Like, you are seeing this guy once every six weeks. It sounds like you've got an absolute ball ache every other fucking week of the six weeks mm. of him onto you about masturbating and chocolate and what are you eating? And it's... I mean... You don't have to be in this level of control is what I'm saying. It's not like you're settled down with kids with the guy where you're yeah. like, oh, there's something that I could hopefully... Or you you're know. living together and it's like affecting yeah. you day by day and you don't know how to get you out. You've got a fucking like, lease with the fucker. Yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? It's you, like You have a very handy get out of jail. Yeah, they live in different countries. Mm. But I find that a lot. Like, I know people who've been in long-distance relationships and annoyingly in this day and age where we have Skype... WhatsApp, mm. video calls, this, that. We have so such access at our fingertips to yeah. always be talking to the person, yeah, yeah. or video call, and that level of control comes in. I think, like, I would find, I would see a lot, like, the way people work in long distance relationships. Say if, like, say if I was in one, I mean, you went out last night. Yeah, it would be like the guy would always be like, oh. Let's video call this morning. Yeah, you know that like, kind of little uh, little ways of being like he wants to make sure that I didn't get with someone. He yeah. wants to video call and see that I'm at home, and yeah. that kind of stuff can be like if you notice yourself. Sometimes I see girls being like, you know, I would notice myself maybe doing it, like being like we would have gone out and I would have gone back to yours and just out of ease I would have said I went back to mine. Yeah, just because he'd be like, oh, you went back to Jenny's, really? Actually, and there's the little how is she? Uh, so speaks of you two together that kind of way yeah where you sleep in the bed together yeah you know that what I mean like that he's thinking that I actually went back to a guy's house yeah so then they're yeah, looking yeah, for yeah. proof that you like that I went back totally. to yours you know that kind of stuff that just kind of there is a lot of control with long distance relationships like I mean anyone I know like I remember when I my friend Devin he was going out with this guy and like it was just whenever we were out he was never present that's he was so never yeah. present. And that is control because it's making you not be able to live your life yeah. in the moment mm-hmm. with your friends. He was just constantly on his phone looking for when this guy was online, looking for when yeah. he was... He's like, oh, fuck, I have to go home and Skype him. And mm. Yulia, my friend, said that she had a boyfriend when she was living... I think she was in New York, right? It doesn't really matter. I think um, she was going out with this guy from Iceland and it was the exact same thing. It was yeah. like... She mm. was like, your whole life is just yeah. spun around Skype. And WhatsApp and, yeah. you know, FaceTime. And you you suddenly, when this relationship stops, you realise, I haven't been present once yeah. in the past, like, year. Because I, I've been... Mm. And you can have this whole, like, oh, my God, we're in... A, you probably talk more than other people in relationships. Definitely. Because yeah. you're fucking on the There's co- phone There's some weird constant thing that has to be in it's cause you don't. Distance. It's because it's like you don't see them and you don't know what they're doing. So the way you, you could... could. Because of phones and totally. internet and all, you could. So the way that you, you kind of control... The relationship is by being in constant contact, knowing exactly what Mm -hmm. they're doing, knowing exactly who they're with. And then you then, like, I mean, I remember, like, Devin would feel, he would, like, lie to his boyfriend and be like, oh, no, I'm staying in tonight, just going to sleep. And he'd turn his phone off and then go out for the night because he would feel that he can't tell him he's going out because if he's telling him he's going out, he's going to be texting him all night. The worst thing about it is, and I remember when um, my sister was having a long distance and they had a pretty healthy one, like, I mean... But even in a healthy one, it still causes difficulties mm. because, like, say if there was a night actually we did go out and we went back to yours and, like, we didn't have a charger and whatever. Yeah. So then, like, her phone was off for a certain amount of hours. Yeah. And 
then he was kind of like getting worried and concerned and all this stuff like you're relying on a fucking phone to be your relationship you're relying on wi-fi and yeah all these things that you can't control yeah exactly (laughs) like you'll go away for the weekend like this has happened to my sister as well when she was living in spain and her uh, the guy she was seeing was in england and she went away. Um, she went to some festival in Spain for the weekend. Didn't have any of her her data thing. Just didn't mm. work there. So she didn't have any internet. And she was kind of like, "Hey, do you have Wi-Fi here?" They're like, "No, no, 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 no." So she was totally MIA for a week. And it came to like sometimes like she'd be using like her Spanish friend's phone and trying to text him oh. and be like, "Hi, my battery's actually gone." It's this kind of like we're back like rewind maybe ten years ago. Yeah. Long distance relationships may have been a lot easier. It would be like a more natural keeping in contact where like maybe you would email once once every few days. Totally. Kind of be like, this is what I've been up to. Can't wait to see you at the end of the month. Yeah. But now we have such like, like it's like. It's in, we're the instant is kind of killing it. You know, because like my mum saying like, I remember she saying when she started dating my, uh, my dad or whatever, she'd be like, you knew he was going to call at 6 p.m. So yeah. the call would come at 6 and then it would be done. But yeah. now it's like, who knows when they're going to call? Uh, we're going to talk all day. You know that way? So you're like, you're oh, always so. engaged with your phone. So th- this girl just sounds like, just to kind of wrap it up for this girl. Like, I mean, I think it's so hard to give someone fucking advice when they're in like that kind of controlling relationship because there's so many other aspects to it. But It's more about meditating on the reality of your relationship. Like, I think it's like, hopefully from sending this to us, you've kind of... Like we said in the last episode, like not had a breakdown, having a breakthrough. Totally, like if you yeah. Kind of are sometimes like when you the light, sometimes when you type it out, you're, you're like, like whoa, "Whoa, is that my life? Like, what the yeah. fuck?" And you need gal. At the end of that, you said that you don't have friends. That ain't healthy. You can't and be like. What's probably keeping you away from the friends? Probably the Skype dates and the this and yeah. you know what I mean. Like, get because out like, there. For me to get out of my controlling relationship was definitely, you know, talking to my friends and being like, "Is this normal?" Is it? And they're like, because some things you just kind of accept as normal totally. because it's your reality. You don't want to think that you're in this really controlling yeah, relationship yeah. that this person is trying to do. You're like, ah, everyone's a bit controlling yeah. every now and again. Or you'll be like, look, at the end of the day, he loves me and he's worried about me or whatever way you kind of will mold it to shape your own just being able to not narrative. Have to, yeah. But like, you definitely need to have some people to talk to because it's very it sounds very claustrophobic of you yeah like maybe you're in a long distance relationship because you move somewhere and that's why you don't kind of that's what it sounds like to me i was gonna say it sounds like she might have moved somewhere and she hasn't really let go of that and maybe he feels it's hard to make friends where yeah and he probably maybe feels a bit out of control because you left him and moved away and he's at home and that's why he's trying to like do all this shit to you because he's trying to like keep you pinned down to him Mm. and he doesn't want you off making new friends and you have to ask yourself is that what you fucking want, a fella? You want a guy who's going to guilt you for masturbating, guilt you for eating a bit of chalky, and yeah, also so try, try and get you so dependent on him that you've no friends. He's trying to isolate you, is what it sounds like to me. And girl, have your... That sounds like my kind of night, eating a bit of chalk and then masturbating. Yeah. <laughs> yes, girl, do it. Get that shit. Like, yeah. that sounds fun. Yeah. Don't ever feel bad for freaking eating your little bit of I mean, of it goes without saying that we would orgasm. say that. No, like, yeah, no fucking boyfriend, good, nice man, would be like that. Unless you're literally putting on a stone a week because you're stuffing your face. Yeah, oh, and it's putting your health in danger. And you're feeling shit about yourself. But also, I think as well, just to, to kind of round this up, in relationships, sometimes I feel like we need to tell our boyfriend everything. 
everything. Yeah. Like, hi, I masturbated. Oh, I did this. Like, I remember, you know, that freaking episode of Sex in the City. We haven't done that in a minute on yeah. the podcast. But you know that one where they're like, they talk about their secret time. Yeah. Where, like, I think it was when Aiden was moving one in. One of my favorites. Miranda that. with the gloves. Can I just say? <laughs> Explain it. She was like, I like to put on moisture. She's like, put on Vaseline, she said. What's yeah, that? Vaseline on her hands and moisturizing gloves and watch TiVo. Wasn't it? Yeah. Something like that? Because apparently that works. Yeah, I've heard like those moisturizing hot. gloves yeah. are meant to be unreal. But and obviously you can't be doing that with your fella. Yeah, you gotta be like putting on my moisturizing yeah, gloves. I can't and touch you for the next three hours. Carrie... Carrie's were where she was like, I like to stack up saltinis, which yeah. is some American food. It's like these crackers. Like, and then Charlotte's was like getting... Looking at her pores. Yeah. That's me. I'm like... Oh. And Samantha was like, there's nothing. But like, yeah. that was just being ridiculous. Obviously Samantha does stuff. But it's that kind of like, I think sometimes you feel like you need to share everything with your boyfriend. Secret you single like, behaviour, yeah. didn't they say yeah. that? Secret single behaviour. <laughs> like you don't you don't need to fucking tell your boyfriend no. if you're masturbating you don't need to tell your boyfriend if you're masturbated to freaking whoever it's you know the way yeah. like you're allowed to have and allowed- as are they you know what yeah, I mean exactly. like, that's a exactly. good a good crux of a relationship is like you can have your shit and I'll have mm-hmm. mine and we just it's not that we're like blissfully ignoring it it's respecting each other's privacy it's, and also like, fantasies and like just like your little alone time yeah. when you like to like sometimes I like to eat coca noodles at 2am yeah I know it's wrong <laughs> you know I know that's probably like freaking Cosmopolitan magazine would be saying that's not the best thing to be doing but oh, I want to do it I love it and it's just a fabulous little like indulgence yeah. that I love doing yeah watching YouTube clips like, yeah come exactly on. staying up till four watching mad shit online yeah. that's great sometimes so like I mean I think as Lindsay said I think that's a really good point to end on is like you know kind of reflect on your relationship are you having a breakthrough right now and noticing shit. And noticing shit. Maybe, like, like if you're like not... Kylie Jenner said, it's the year realizing things. That was, like, two years ago, and we're still like yeah, insane. Still re- I'm still realizing still, Wow, it's like she was talking about something so generic that people go through every single day. Oh, my yeah. God, it's Oh, my incredible. God, I realized something. <laughs> it's still the year of realizing shit. <laughs> it is. So, you know, if, fair enough, if you're not ready to break up with them yet, I don't, I, we don't really know what your sense is yet. But and like, we also don't want every answer to be like, break, break up, up with them. the fucker. Break, like, there's that meme that I tagged you in, and it was like, it was like oh, my yeah. friend. It's so funny. It's like, my friend. My boyfriend and me are having, like, it's like, can I ask you something? Like, yeah, it's like, advice of my boyfriend, and it's like this drag queen just like looking for a straw, and it's like, break up with him. <laughs> with freaking I saw that in a meme the other day it was like you know when Britney wore that dump him yeah it was like hey so me and my boyfriend dump Dump him him. dump him it's like but the thing is is like a lot of the people who are right into us are having issues and there are definitely times where you can fix it like the girl with the money thing maybe he will maybe Maybe, she just hasn't asked him about the fucking you know his goals with art or the other one what was the first one again the girl about um, where she wanted to hook up with the guy like maybe she might hook up with the guy and then he turns out to be an asshole she's like oh I really miss my boyfriend he was really good to me exactly and these are the lessons you learn in life to be honest like I mean these are the things but with this girl there are some things that I do think are maybe toxic for your mental health and for your life and I think someone kind of trying to control you in that way is more serious than someone having a fancy on the side you know what I mean it's like I agree like this is why I left this um, to the end to the end because like I know from myself being in a controlling relationship and it doesn't I mean I would always when I was in it I would always look at like more controlling relationships and be like yeah well my boyfriend doesn't is not that controlling yeah so mine's fine like it's kind of a case of like I tried my darndest to bloody 
stop him being controlling. And I would do that in the manner of like going out and doing whatever the hell I wanted. You know, to a certain, but then I would still no, like trying to do that. But I would still notice myself, you know, making sure I text him on the sly mm. or like whatever I was doing You're kind of covering to still your maintain his aspect of control yeah. over me and still kind of doing what, what he wanted. What it is so. in the end, you've got low expectations for your boyfriend. And I was just seeing you know other I mean? people. I was making. I was trying to make it normal in my life as yeah. in like, oh look, it's a boyfriend. This is what you happen if you're in a relationship. But then I was seeing other people not having that and being in. Yeah, a and good you're you're probably trying to shit. verbally like make it better. You're like, look, everyone goes through their shit. Everyone has their this and their that. Yeah. And then, so you know, well, of course he wants to know where I am and every. You yeah, know. he's just trying to be nice to me. So maybe you are just kind of like figuring this out now. And I would just say maybe just take note of when this stuff happens yeah. and challenge him on it when he starts to say stuff about your chocolate habit or when he starts to say stuff about you damaging your insides and masturbating as Lindsay said call him out and be like sorry what and be like I'm not big I can have a bit of chocolate every now and again you had a fucking chicken fillet roll yesterday yeah another um, breakthrough for me was looking up stuff on Google literally this was such a breakthrough for me was going on Google and looking up I did a freaking quiz at one point I looked (laughs) up am I in an emotionally abusive relationship and it was just like loads of articles that were kind of, and they explained. I learned so much from just like I had never heard of emotional abuse. Yeah. Until I start, like until I saw it on actually Massey Drink, and someone was talking about it. And there's also um, like the second question. There's also financial abuse. So all yeah. these things that are kind of like ways to control people. And I just remember looking up all the kind of um, points that can signify that you are in those type that type of relationship or whatever friendship whatever it can happen in friendships as well and that really helped me to be able to give words to the thing like mm. you know like we were talking last week about gaslighting totally you know when you can know when you know that there's an actual word describing what your boyfriend's yeah, doing yeah like the ghosting and the simmering and yeah. the icing it's like yeah. when you have finally have a term yeah. and yeah. you can be like you're right. gaslighting me you're emotionally abusing me you're um, financially yeah. abusing me and then all of a sudden they're kind of like because like they don't yeah. think that you have a word for it yeah there's backup out there that shows that you're not this crazy bitch feeling like controlled like there's words for it totally so girl let us know how you get along Mm -hmm. we're probably going to wrap it up here so once again thanks for listening my girls thank you so much gals for all your questions we absolutely adore i love the q a's they're so good this will probably be coming out around halloween so hope you're having a good halloween yeah we are probably bopping around in our glad drags and next month then is my birthday Oh, freaked over it. Warm me up, baby. Don't be freaked. I think, like, yeah, with birthdays, we're just gonna like low expectations of like you don't need to have like a massive big party no yeah have four girls out karaoke yeah so much fun I'm so not a big party gal because oh, you no, know no, what no. I hate having to fucking organise the bastard thing oh, everyone's messaging you hey I actually can't do Thursday can we change it to Wednesday I'm I like, hate uh, making a deal and people being like oh, I don't get paid till that day yeah and, and you then, to then arrange it around them anyway yeah well that's a gas Freaking, let's do that as the intro. Okay, we love doing this for you. We love chatting. We have so much that we freaking want to say. Uh, this is why this is one. We've been going nearly minutes. for a year now. Yes. Um, so we'll talk to you later, girls, and have a good weekend. Have a good week, and love you, bitches. Love you so fucking much. Mwah. Bye. 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 Like it's a jig girl Like boom Sick up boot Shuffle your womb Honey 
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.